Mississauga people. Where are we born? Toronto. Toronto. There is no pronunciation. I appeal to you as a fellow American, but I'm Canadian. You don't look it. It's a common mistake. Unbelievable respect and much respect to these fans, to this country. This is unbelievable. The best there is. The best there was. Take it to the altar, because I'm not the one that's responsible for your feelings. You know, God works in mysterious ways, but it just, I, my spirit feels like it, it goes with Canada. Hey, everybody, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Not That Sorry. You're here to be fun and fine and as black and as Canadian as we are, with no apologies for it, making you not that sorry about it. So I'm Jan, the one who started yet another Game of Thrones we rewatch. No regrets. <laughs> With me as usual, who surprisingly hasn't gone solo yet, Antonia is here. Hey. <laughs> Where am I going? I don't know. And the gem of the program, the crowd favorite, John's here too. Sup? A few more days Christmas and we can get rid of all this stuff. You know what I mean? Why are you so eager to get rid of all of the things? Because Axe throwing is closed. Long way. I assume Gosh. all the gun ranges are too. I mean, John needs to cathart. Should be <laughs> cathart and sleep. I don't know. Figure it out. And take your anger out on my tree. Anger. <laughs> I was just talking. She told you. <laughs> she take your misplaced rage <laughs> out on my tree. She done told you. Is Not what happens true. when you close gyms. Not sure why you're taking it personal. Cause my tree. <laughs> she worked very hard on it. I did. I even showed uh, today. I went to the greenhouse where I got the tree. Uh, a few weeks ago, and they were like, oh, how's your tree doing? I was like, do you want to see a picture? And they're like, uh, yes. And so I showed them the picture, and they're all very excited. And I also found out that they have social media. They're like, tag us on things. I was like, wait, you guys actually <laughs> have social media? Uh, the one girl working there was like, I'm the one who runs it, so yes. <laughs> I was like, excellent. <laughs> so now I have to post the tree again and tag them so they can get exposure. show's already gone off the rails. See? So. <laughs> and she really, with a straight face question, where would I go? I'm not going solo. <laughs> Going when solo. she becomes an influencer brand ambassador. Going solo to the bathroom. Where else am I going solo? <laughs> other shows, guest appearances. <laughs> we'll just be that other thing she does. As I'm trying to get us brand deals, okay? One of us <laughs> has to. The other, You two don't, you know, you're Damn. not interested in that. Damn. So one of us has to. know my business. I do. You live out loud, Jan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yet. <laughs> you live out loud. Yes. You live out loud, but quietly. Okay, <laughs> so hmm. that's a thing. I'll I'll own that. Yep. Better than the gun. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Public Enemy, still doing it. Yeah. Yo, shout out to all the rappers. Um, our elders still doing it. Yeah, like tonight's uh, E Forty versus Two Short versus. Yo, <laughs> that's about to be <laughs> reckless. <laughs> Oh, those little dudes have no business, but they have all the business. Twitter made sure to tell those two old heads to stay home. Ain't nobody traveling anywhere. <laughs> we are not getting burned because we were supposed to have Keisha. Yeah, Keisha Cole. Keisha and Cole and Ashanti a couple weeks ago or a week ago. And yeah. we didn't because somebody decided to travel. So Twitter immediately was like, <laughs> you two don't talk to anybody. Don't touch nothing. Stay at home. Yeah. We need this. <laughs> I mean, if that's the reason to motivate you to do it. Jeez. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, so I agree. I second your shout-out. Not that you needed it. <laughs> um. So let's get this going. 
Tiffany Haddish was asked to host the Grammys for free? Question mark? But I guess all that was resolved as a a misunderstanding from the interim president to so whoever it's not a producer. What they is, asked Tiffany Haddish to host the pre show. Um, which upon research, finding out that people have been paid upwards of, I don't know, a hundred thousand dollars to do pre-show plus get hair and makeup and all that other stuff taken care of. And they wanted her to do it pro bono to which she said, Oh no. Yeah. As she should have. Um, because who do you think you're speaking to? I didn't just show up here out of nowhere. I'm Tiffany. Like she didn't have to say that, but I would have been like, do you know who this is? Yeah. Like you can ask us pro bono. And even then. Even I'm then, I'm still going to ask I'm going to hesitate. If the Grammys <laughs> asked me to do anything, I'm not paying for anything. Yeah, like, <laughs> you found bag me. or something. Like, you... <laughs> You're paying for my hair, makeup, wardrobe, where I'm staying, yep. where I'm quarantining for the period of time. So, it's you like, please, you tell me you're broke? Please. You don't have to pay any money. You barely have to get shell any money to do all your live stuff that you do regularly. Usually, Grammys is that big, 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 big thing, like millions, bajillions of dollars. Yeah. And this year, you get to just do it online. So, mm I mean, not, you're still sinking buying. money into it, but like true, but not as much money as you would definitely if it was a not live the show. not the same amount of sorry, moving parts. That was the reason. They li- well, I don't know if that was the reason, but they were just like they tried to pass it off as like, oh well, this is how it's done before. But haha, the interim president who should have been informed of what yeah. was going on had no clue what was going on, and then had to then publicly apologize to Tiffany. Literally went into his Instagram and was just like, this never should have happened. I don't understand how this got by. Blah blah. Also, like, how did it get past you? Interim president. You're not an intern. You're the interim president, which means that you are hand in hand with the outgoing president, CEO person. So how is that not passed on to you? Like who who was like holding secret meetings without you present? Yeah. I mean, that's I would like to know. You see it with with changes in power. There's there's that that odd transition phase where nothing's connected anymore. You know, parts aren't speaking. No one really like the the flow is all lost. So and he's a black dude too. So that's I'm a, sure that's a big workflow mishap. Yeah, he's a black dude too. So I'm sure he also felt at another type of way as well to be yeah. like, great. Now I have to in front of all my black peers be like, explain why this happened, even though it shouldn't have happened. I have no clue how it happened, but now I have to apologize. Yeah, exactly. Like messy. Yeah, okay. the internet was like, ah. <laughs> Someone talked about how we should have listened to Monique. Yeah. Years ago. You know, was that two years ago now? Maybe three? I mean, yeah, that's, uh, whew. So much. Monique. Yeah. But yeah, Tiffany, you gotta pay people. Like, I, no, 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 no. Like, they were saying the lowest end I think someone has ever um, been paid was maybe like $15,000. I'm like, that's $15,000 more than I have right now. And you want me to do this stuff for free? And more than what they offered her. Yeah. According to the two reports. So. What are we talking about? Messy. For them to have to go back and be like, oh, uh, sorry. Like, were they really expecting her to stay silent on that, too? I really hope not. she went what an interview and was like, oh, P.S., this happened. And then they're like, ah, uh, uh, <laughs> Like, now you look dumb. Black people still have beef with the Oscars. Of course. Oh, yeah. So why don't just black people just collectively stop going to all these awards and supporting them? I mean, I guess it's the same thing when we were talking about the weekend the other week. Like, until there's something that is bigger or until people actually band together and try to create something bigger, it, we're still going to go through this revolving door of nonsense. But also, because black people aren't a monolith. We're not going to agree on everything. That's the thing. Oh, I, mean, I know like that. But you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, if it's overall still, uh, people are 
are still seething over awards and stuff like that. Because it's still like the highest honor, right? And yeah. so like you're you work your whole life to get to that point, and if you get snubbed or if you are, you know lesser than you know in other ways then you feel you know you feel hurt because that institution that you have put yourself in is not recognizing your worth and it sucks i totally get it but it's just like i don't know every every year it's like okay black people what are we gonna do are we still gonna be at the at the altar of these un you know these no-name gods like what are we what are we doing here in my very limited opinion it would it won't start to make much of a difference until those who are excelling within the system or still you know accept the honor and praise by getting nominated for these awards don't feel that way anymore like once all of the value is taken away from it then we can move towards something else but but the minute every someone black especially still feels like grateful for this for this grammy nomination award what have you then once once the winners stop caring about winning them, I don't yeah, think yeah, it, it'll. I get, it. I get that. I get we don't that. have a chance I at, mean, at trying anything else, is, right? Um, and nobody wants to wait for anything to start to to gain traction. Like as much Canadian talent as we have here, still nobody cares about the Junos, and that's what yeah. we have. That's what we've always had, or for as long as we've had it, whatever. But like, it's not as big. Most people don't come, and nobody wants to host it, and. We're constantly changing broadcasters for it, and well, it's, it's the same people on the same thing. Still, so like, we can't even care about find a way to care about the things that we do have. Granted, it, the, I'm sure the Junos aren't perfect, and neither is the selection process, but we can't agree on anything. Yeah, and also you look at our a lot of our Canadian actors who have gone over to the states. So like, that's what they care about. That's, that's where opportunities what they're are. involved in. Or money. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Same with our musicians. Like <laughs> that's that's where they go because that is where the land of opportunity and where dreams are made of. I get it. I mean, I get the the appeal to trying to make it, you know, to make in the U.S. It's one of the bigger markets to make it in Europe, to make it in Japan. Um, I totally get it as much as I can get it as someone who doesn't have talent. Yeah. But yeah, until you can. Until you can decide, until everyone decides to take the power for themselves to yeah. be like, yeah, ev- this year, none of us care about it. Whether we're nominated, winning, whatever, nobody cares. Well, that's, Move along. you know. But I when's that going to happen? Yeah. Have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, who cares? Yeah. Um, Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs> well played. But, like, to that point, um... CBC recently greenlit um, a series called The Porter, which is going to focus on um, Montreal's Little Burgundy and the rail, the U.S. Canadian railway porters, and you know, yay, another series about black suffering, quote unquote. Hopefully, there are jovial stories involved, but like, it's about to be the biggest black-led production in the country. Its creative teams are deliberately black, like. The entire cast will be black. Like it's going to be a big thing, and it's but already it's being met with. Well, it got greenlit a very short time after George Floyd was killed, and like, look, we can't help what happens in the world, but we're still. Hey, this should still mean something. Like, not to say that it's not connected, but if we're at a point where that's 
always going to be connected to it. Like we can't be happy that it still exists, whatever the, the possibility of a white guilt reason associated with it. Like I, it's still probably going to be a really dope show. Yeah. I mean, this, this year, especially, I think like, it obviously is as horrific and awful whenever somebody is murdered by the police and, you know, just unjustifiably, like, imprisoned or X, Y, and Z. But this year, specifically, having to watch those horrors and not have uh, distractions, yeah, you have to sit with it a lot longer. So people Absolutely. are still exercising those emotions. Yeah. And so, like, it, it's just like, yeah, it's it's going to be too soon. For yeah. a lot longer. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm like I said, I'm still happy it's happening. That's yeah. this is Black Canadian history that's being put on a on a bigger platform, and yeah. I think it's dope. So, yep. I'm going to be watching it. Yeah, it's encouraging, and hopefully, there it gets followed up with um, you know, other stories. Um, yeah, spotlighting other um. We have to start other somewhere. Stories uh, yeah. across the country. We have to start somewhere. And, yeah, you know, reading some of the articles about it, it's, you know, meant to, you know, they it's the team describes the Porter's characters as four dreamers who each strive for something personally while organizing and uniting as a community. Like, that's those are stories that, that still, those are timeless, I find. Like, everybody's got their their characters that they, they root for even on, on the backdrop of tragedy, and I think that's, um, that's not exactly race specific. Like there yeah. are plenty of white shows where that's the exact same formula and we can still get behind it without thinking anything of it. So yeah, I think the Porter's going to be dope. And I like, I like seeing Canadian development because we've, we do have the talent. We've always had this talent and it's just been a matter of like, Oh, Hey, if there were opportunities here, these Canadian actors and, and producers and writers would stay here. Yeah. So give them things so they stay here. Well, I mean, there's this different different lay of the land. There's a lot more opportunities to create these um Yeah, absolutely. Content now and avenue and people are putting um you know, their hands collectively together and seemingly wanting to make this a push. I mean, I remember when filming Canada was artsy or international yeah you know it wasn't necessarily canadian movies like quote unquote had a very distinctive look yeah they that, you could, that you, looked you knew it was canadian that everything sense. you knew you knew it was canadian when you were watching it yeah for the most part but and it wasn't a style choice like it looked lesser <laughs> yeah less of a budget yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure yeah less Quality. of a budget you're right yeah. not always lesser <laughs> content or lesser creativity you're absolutely right i stand corrected um but also, um, I found out that that Trickster, which is also a CBC production, is is um, about to start airing in the U.S. on the CW. So that's okay. that's dope. An all Indigenous show, um, based on books. And, and CW is big. Yeah. So let's get now that you know Shit's Creek, Working Moms, Kim's Convenience has opened the, the door to appeal. like you know some international appeal. Like send everybody in, <laughs> send them through. And holding Netflix accountable, then you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's also too. It's like it's time to see more black stories that are uh, positive. <laughs> like yeah, I'm. 
I'm ready to see more black stories that are like, yes, struggle, yes, this, not the other, but I'm just, let's push that narrative like just regular, <laughs> like normal, re- just life. <laughs> we don't necessarily have to keep digging to the past for everything. So this will definitely, this will pave the way for that. Agreed. I hope. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, um, I, I too am sick of a, a black struggle show as much as the next person. But I also like that it's specifically Canadian history. The way we're yes. bogged down with American slave stories. Like, yeah. not to say that we need to be bogged down by it, but, but we need but to, that, s- we need to see them too. But we need to see them to, but it is a, to it get is to a, the whimsy. Yeah, it is a bogging down though because people love a struggle story. Like a rags to riches type story. And having to relive the rags over and over and over again, it's just like, ah. Yeah. So it's nice to be able to have a Canadian version because uh, again the black experience becomes an american experience yeah so many people agreed like to the point where their own history gets distorted and they don't necessarily know canada's connection to yeah slavery in the u.s or yeah what canada what canadian specific struggles are where are continue to be <laughs> um but yeah that leads into uh wow it's kind of segues kind of nice <laughs> <laughs> um uh two black actors canadian obviously um, brothers Stephen James and Shamir Anderson have started in a black acting academy. Nice. They went to an art school in Scarborough, the Wexford Collegiate School for the Arts. Nice. And they've they've started the the black academy to spotlight Canadian talent, black Canadian talent, and like that's the entire point. And I love that. That's incredible, right? Okay, the Black Academy. Right? Building a legacy in acting. The organization will elevate and inspire both Anglophone and Francophone black talent across the country through fostering, celebrating, and showcasing emerging black talent across all industries, not just the arts. Go, boys. Building a legacy, acting cinema, knowledge. In acting cinema and knowledge. That's what the black stands for. Woot. That is cool. I love it. More of this. And poetry slam. All of this. Fund this. There's going to be a black ball. So many cool things. I'd attend that if I was invited. Or they had it already. Is that what this is? Not sure. Damn. That's so dope. Good for them. And they need to. There's so much talent in this city, especially black talent that needs to be highlighted. Yeah, in, and this how in this country. Yeah. yeah, but like, what better way to like do it than two guys who were from here? Like, yeah, and have those connections, and then, oh man, watching them expand is gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be dope. Yay! Optimism for the future. <laughs> uh, Anthony, you were telling me about a a honest to goodness like queen of chess. That's that's one of ours. Yeah, her name is Wanning One Yuan Ling Wan. Um, she was born in nineteen ninety four. She is <laughs> like, <Damn it. laughs> she was a like tennis champ. Like she's Toronto born, but she is chess? she's sorry chess. She's tennis. <laughs> she's a chess champ. So basically, she is Elizabeth Harmon, but real life. If you have watched Queen's Gambit, and I um, suggest you do. And uh, she said so. The last time she competed was two thousand and fifteen, I believe. Okay, but so she hasn't played in a while, but um. 
She was the well, she awarded. She competed in a while. She was awarded. Um, sorry, yeah. She was, she was awarded the title of Women's International Master. Ooh. Um, in 2009, she completed the world's Women's World's Chess Championship in 2015, and represented Canada five times at the Women's Chess Olympiad. Uh, so she's 26. I love these chess titles. She's You're from a China. Master <laughs> and a grand master. She is dope, and like she just, she really, she says she's really excited about Queen's Gambit because she has always wanted other people to f- be introduced to chess in in a like fun way. Yeah. Um, you know, and not a nerdy way, not a uh, only weird people play chess because that's always like there's always s- there's so many weird. <laughs> like stigmas around chess, like stereotypes and other things. People are like, oh, chess players are like introverted and boring or weird or like, you know, just Russian, disconnected. You know? <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? Like, like some of like the most intriguing people I know play chess. <laughs> and like watching them play chess is so cool because I'm the casual, okay, I know generally what these do. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me, I can't tell you what number letter combination that square me, is me night to blah blah i'm like nope it moved this way oh i can't do that okay i'm putting it back like yeah. i am not a before this ron weasley was my chess champion <laughs> <laughs> that's but all i got <laughs> yeah she's really cool and like i'm yeah 2016 so i think was the last time she competed i think i think the national did a piece on her she like she plays over over twitch like some some variation of chess on yeah uh, online and she's the youngest woman to ever receive that international master title. Ooh, go she girl! She both found she founded both Chess in the Library and Sublight. Um, she's grad she re- gra- recently graduated from Yale with a BA in economics, as one does. Um, she started playing when she was seven. Um, yeah, she's just cool. She defeated uh, the grandmaster uh, Maria Mischuk in round one. Damn. <laughs> Of the World Chess Champions in Championships in 2015 and went on to become world champion. Uh, and then so 2016, dope. she represented Canada for World Chess Olympiad in Azerbaijan. Gosh, and she's just like, now? she's just cool. She's so cool. Do you play chess? I know how to play chess in that I know how the pieces move. Like when, when, when I first started to re- dig deeper into chess moves and like, why they were named this and what this opening meant and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is so much more intense than I could have ever imagined. Because, like, you play checkers and you're like, okay, jump this, do that, king me. Like, you don't, yeah, kinda. you know? So <laughs> it's chess is that, but elite. <laughs> I have a cousin who was very good at chess, even as a young age, to the point where it was, like, no fun to play him because he was so much better than the rest of us. <laughs> and I mean, like, destroying us in four moves or less kind of just destroying us. Dang. And I, I don't know what that really means, like a child playing another child who's <laughs> just, you know. But, yeah, it was just, yeah, my cousins, my siblings who remember uh, when James would play chess. Yeah, we <laughs> immediately stopped playing chess and went running outside. Um, but, yeah, like it, I know how each piece moves. I think I remember how each piece moves and how to set up the board. If gun to my head, I think I could, rep- I could recreate it it's accurately. Really? Um, Knights. Bishops? Bishops. All right. Well, Antonio's figuring that out. I can't remember. Um, as a as a TV dork, I'm more like impressed, upset that I really, I was compelled by chess-driven dialogue and <laughs> <laughs> montages about chess. I'm like, damn it. Why is this so interesting to me? I hate it. <laughs> damn it. I was right. 
Yeah, rooks. So your castles, your horses, your bishops, and then queen king in the center. Right. Hey, and then all your pawns that you sacrifice. I might have gotten that right. Front, yeah. But yeah, that's dope. Yeah, so she she's just really cool. I mean, like to be crowned <sighs> champion at such a young age, like what? Like I said, the chest. Like she's twenty. She's twenty six. Now, so that was that was 2016 when she was. Oh no, she was awarded the international point. But anyway, when she was when she beat the grandmaster, um, so that was what four years ago. Yeah, little. What <laughs> is <was> time? <laughs> she was little. So yeah, I'm saying so. She reti- retire now. Yeah, I think yeah. So she hasn't played in a while. I think the article that I read was talking about how she just wanted. Um, she like she hasn't like fallen out of love with the game, but she just really wanted people to understand that there you know there is more than chess. <laughs> but you know that's her I guess her like first love, almost. Starting at seven, I honestly can't even. Like, what were you doing at seven? Running around. Like, were you good at anything like at seven? Being regular. <laughs> <laughs> right. Same. <laughs> Was being unexceptional, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> extraordinarily <laughs> ordinary. <laughs> Just regular, regular at seven. I was falling off of things like we were living in Michigan at the time, so I was just outside doing hood rat stuff with my friends. Like I just wasn't. Uh, <laughs> <you know? laughs> if only I could somehow make audio of the look on John's face right now. <laughs> The slow shake of the head. Just <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> by by hood rat things with her friends, she means jumping rope, <laughs> playing with a skippet. Yeah, hot girl shit. I was doing hood rat, I was doing hood rat stuff with my friends. She was playing hopscotch. We were I was trying on other people's glasses that I found in the park. Oh and God. I was uh <laughs> jumping out of trees. Yep. The kids bop version of hood rat shit. Just hood rat. So We'll, we'll reflect I on... I look at little children, and I just <laughs> look at them all as hood rats. So I'm just like, you're all doing hood rat stuff with your friends. Because at any given point, one, is about, one of you is about to do something very weird, very questionable, and the rest are going to go along with it. And that <laughs> is the hood rat thing. That's... <laughs> Eventually, you get there. That is the most wholesome interpretation <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Eventually, you will all get to that point. So, the, the you know, the, the royal covering of it even if you can be doing instant stuff there's always that one instance yeah you do that weird thing the kids bop version of so hood rat shit hood rat yeah well anyway we survived <laughs> so on that <laughs> we will take this short break come for the education yeah <laughs> the more you know next stop what you say we are back so let's kick off what she's saying. So I'm going to put this to you two because these conversations have been coming up around me a lot at work recently. Um, and that conversation is certain things that have become accepted as those things you should have seen, done, or know. But mostly this conversation has been things you should have seen, like movies you should have seen and songs you should know, like things like that, like oh, you don't know X, Y, and Z, like, if you'll remember, what was it, last week, where I didn't know this. Handles Messiah. Yeah, that's the one. Didn't know it. <laughs> Did not cross my path. Like, I knew about the Hallelujah I didn't Chorus. Know didn't know the. Name. Yeah, I didn't know the bigger piece to it. It's okay, I forgive you. <laughs> no, 
I offended no one. Still, still, still bothering me. Still <laughs> Take it like off I my said, mom. There's certain things I that dare you. There's certain things. You have to bring this up. Are, yes, because <laughs> that are, you know, canon. Because <laughs> I, I had that, had a similar interaction where when it happens to me, I usually blame it on age. Like for me, it was a friend, shout out to Elena, who <laughs> got torn into by one of her colleagues because she hadn't seen Top Gun. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, she's a bit younger than me. Like, there, there are all sorts of reasons why you could have missed Top Gun. But not to, not to her colleague. <laughs> it was almost unforgivable. So, like, so I'll ask you guys, what are, those, what are some of those things that, that became things you should have seen or heard of? Aside from Hemel's Messiah, God, relax, Antonio. Jeez. I'm fine. Are you? For you guys. Have you even stopped <laughs> looking at her? No. I'm just concerned for you guys. I'm locking all. my door somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I'm not she's gonna go all the way downstairs to bother you about <laughs> the fire this. of a thousand I'll suns. I'll on just this. FaceTime you in the middle of the night when I'm thinking about how you've hurt my feelings. I <laughs> sense like, fear. Again, you can take it up with Jan Peterson, I dare you. And I would love <laughs> to have this discussion with your mother. You're welcome to. I would love to. Good luck. I'm not saying that I'm going to, it's not about winning. I would just love to have this conversation with her. But I mean, (laughs) as far as I go back in my mental Rolodex, I can't figure out how the bigger piece of music would have crossed my path. And I'm sad for you. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) And lots of people, Antonia the loudest, like to tell me that because I haven't seen, brace yourselves, the sound of music. Yeah, she's a monster. Yeah, uh, apparently. Because... And I even tried the, did you know I'm black? But that's apparently not, that, it's that's not become a, thing. a universal thing. It's so. not because being black doesn't exempt you from, because there are bare black people who have seen that movie and have They were raised up. by the same radicals I was. Doesn't you? <laughs> Plenty of radicals have seen that movie too. <laughs> Name three. Exactly. Your mother. <laughs> has not. Force, force, Brainwashed. Actually, I don't know if she's seen it. Yeah, she could have. I'm going to say your mom has seen it. I'm saying that your dad has probably seen it in passing. I'm going to bet not. And that Shashu has seen it. <laughs> Yikes. So. It's, it's a church favorite. Yeah, it's see, not, it's, we weren't there. It's There's not no a cursing. church favorite. There's no cursing. It's not a church favorite because more of my friends, I have, I have almost equal eh, like a percentage off of my non-religious friends and religious friends who have all seen this movie more than 20 times her secular friends no i did not say that (laughs) more than 20 times that's unhealthy no it's not you're telling me that there is something in your life you have not watched more than 20 times the princess bride i've seen it well more than 20 times i can still recite it line by line there you go so (laughs) i'm not weird for watching the movie 20 times lion king one of those things over 100 times watch that movie for sure so but like, what's something that's aside from piling on onto me? Like, have you come across? Have either of you come across this of something you haven't seen that everyone's like, <gasps> "How dare you!" I had never watched The Godfather. Weren't you two watching it last weekend? That was the first time that I've actually sat down to watch The Godfather. Interesting, because it wouldn't have crum- come across your churchy path. Not even that. It had zero things to do with church. Um, because plenty of church people are still watching all it's sorts of old. things that like that aren't typically seen as whatever. Church people aren't just watching Bible movies and that's it. They're that's watching a, plenty of things. That's a young Pacino. But I've never, and also have never had the desire. But that is a movie that 
people will get in my face about. Interesting. Have you seen Scarface? Uh, I have seen parts of Scarface. Oh, the cultural appropriation. I've seen some of Scarface, but the I could Blackface equivalent to Cubans. Goodfellas? That's what that was. Goodfellas? No. Granted, I saw Goodfellas late, but I have seen it. Same with um, Usual Suspects. But I did. S- I saw it late. I saw it later than the rest of my peer group. Mm. But I did see it. See, and for me, too, movies weren't peak interest for me. Music was. I would much rather be discovering new music than watching movies. New if music it happened like that, if it happened, Messiah. if it if it happened that in the movie there was a really great score or something, cool. But I wasn't seeking it out; it just happened to happen. Gotcha. Yeah. So, what are what are some music pieces? Because I'm assuming this new music you're discovering that is probably quite old. What do you mean, new music? I'm discovering. No, but just like what are what, what are the <laughs> the music staples? You're like, oh, you haven't heard, or you didn't know this was the name of, or you didn't know this reference was from this. Like, what is? Aside from Handel's Messiah, what Handel's Messiah? Sure. Um, <laughs> not sure. Yes, Handel's Messiah. <laughs> um, music staples. I mean, but again, so the way that you feel about certain uh, music, certain movie things, and not feeling like a visceral reaction like I do, like the, it being an age thing, that's how I feel about music as well too. Because music for me, I'm more co- I, my connection to music isn't a <gasps> you've never heard that. It's a oh my gosh, you should hear this. So that's my connection to it. So I've never had like a what unless it's been an age thing. Gotcha. So like working at summer camps and stuff, for example, there was one summer I was working at a summer camp and I was talking about um, Lauren Hill, miseducation of Lauren Hill, blah, blah, blah. And one of the campers happened to overhear us and they're like, who's that? What is she saying? Oh, that's what's that song? I think they'd heard like, oops. Hello. I think they'd heard like a, uh, a remix or something of one of her songs. Or, or, a, like or a sample. Or a sample or something That's like that. That's a real... And they were just like, oh, that sound by so-and-so. And I remember just being like... Ah. <laughs> and like, that yeah. was it. Um, but then also being like, and now we're going to take this moment to listen to this entire album. And I don't care what you're doing for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. My parents used to do that because, I mean, 90s hip-hop was, was very big into sampling. And they were sampling things that my parents had listened to. So I'm like, oh, the original. That's cool. Yeah. See, like when it comes my to my whole music life's a lie, but <laughs> it's fine. When it comes to music, I'm just so excited about music that it's just like I'm happy. I'm just so excited to share it with other people. I don't care if you haven't heard it before. I'm just like, oh my gosh, here we are. Gotcha. But there are like certain movies from childhood that I just held so dear to me that I, in my child mind, just assumed that everybody else had watched those things. And when DM they told Antonia me asking her about the Lorax when they told me get ready for a ooh. for a discussion. If you tried, if anyone tries to tell me that the <laughs> Taylor Swift and um, Zac Efron version is better than the original, you can go ahead and unfriend me right this second. Oof. And I haven't even watched it, but I know it's not as good. <laughs> unfriend me if you can look at me with a straight face and tell me that the original is not the only one that should matter. You can unfriend me. I don't think anybody will tell you that about Oh, me. somebody really? will. Someone's going to. Anyways. Not any of our listeners. <laughs> Someone's going to. Jamal's going to. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I Jamal. Yes. Anyway, just certain things I'm just like, oh. Like certain movies that I just woof, watched over. Because, again, I didn't watch so many movies. There's my staple ones that I would watch so many times. That I'm like, this. This is the this is the universal experience from childhood. So when someone's like, I've never seen Sound of Music, I'm like, did you live under a rock? Guess so. <laughs> did you live with the rocks? Maybe. 
Did you have moss in your ears? I stand by it. Because, I mean, the clips I have seen, I'm like, I don't understand what you think I'm going to enjoy about this. But, I mean, I was also that kid whose favorite Disney movie for the longest time was Fantasia. And I never had another kid who's like, yeah, me too. I'm like, nope, it was just me. I was about that action. But that's that's very similar to how my imagination works. I hear music and I can imagine pictures. And I'm sure a lot of people do. And that's why that movie's a thing. And that's why, that's my appeal to it. Like, that's what draws me into it. So, yeah, I mean, it's also, I've met enough people to get that the general polling results is that, yeah, not as many people have seen The Princess Bride at all, let alone as many times as me. I've had to introduce The Princess Bride to a lot of people, and I enjoy doing it because it's still near and dear to my heart. Any attempt at a reboot or remake will be <laughs> struck down as heresy, and I won't accept it. They but uh, Yeah. John, do you have, have you had similar, <laughs> do people try to check you on things like this? No, I mean, I think, I think for me it's probably more um, sports related, I guess. I'm trying to think, because if anything, Interesting. it's what I'm more into, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially, like, I can say, like, from childhood or whatever, so I can say, like, you know, if you're someone who's saying that you're a diehard sports fan or you're hard, you know, go hard for your team, and, you know, you just kind of casually talk, you know, certain things that happen when you lose the team or whatever, and you come up short, just like, well. That's where you come in. <laughs> I don't come in. I'm just like, well. You're like, fake fan. No, I'm just like, just. Mm-hmm. Waste my time, you know. <laughs> come correct or but don't come at all. I mean, don't like, fake. Oh, you it. only know Michael Jordan as a sneaker and not mm. well, multiple this champion. This is the day and age that we're living <laughs> in. I mean, and I'm and I guess it is really, sh- you know, <laughs> showing your age when that's the point that we're at, where it's just like there's a whole yeah generation that doesn't really accept or understand your history <laughs> that you grew up with and. Yeah, honestly, you know it's I mean? the, the it's the understanding and not accepting part where I'm just like, but why won't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, my thing is this: <laughs> if you if if you have something that you love doing or 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 you know, a field or an avenue that you love, then I mean, you I assume you're a student of said avenue, right? Like, so you done your history, you, you know, wanted to know what got you and you know what it is that made you fall in love with it and who it is that inspired you to get into that and what was their inspirations and you know what was the history of you know just go deep 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 and as far as you can keep going you never stop learning right so but um yeah okay yeah that's very interesting um and i remember i remember being a kid feeling that sort of way um because you know same as today a lot of um sports analysts talking heads were former players so you know me coming in uh being introduced to this as a kid i only know them as guys at the desk where my parents would know or, or even my older siblings would remember them as players so now i'm at the point where like i recognize everybody who's in this next hall of fame class i remember them mm-hmm. as players like i remember these talking heads yeah. as players i'm like oh god <laughs> i mean like uh. yeah like trading <laughs> trading cards was a big thing yeah you know, for for you know me growing up so you're picking up soaking up a bunch of information on a bunch of people that are 
never really, you know. Oh, I hope sports cards are still a thing. My brother had a huge binder of basketball cards. <laughs> everybody Same. did. My brother I'm did sure too. everybody has one. I mean, I still, I think I have a few cards stashed away. What? Somewhere. I don't know. How vintage. Oh, I saw some. Yeah. Because you yeah. were cleaning through things and it's just like, and this card, and this card, and this card. Which the three back to when my brother would be like so card, excited yeah. about those like um, mystery packs of cards. Nice. And you would hope that you wouldn't get like that same one again. Because yeah. there's always like one card that was in every single pack. Yeah, there was a time <laughs> when McDonald's would give out yep. uh, hockey cards. Yep. Yes. Baseball cards, hockey cards, yeah. basketball cards. Wow. Yeah. Guys were old. <laughs> I mean, not that old, but a little old. Used to give a piece of gum in them too. Yes, <laughs> and the gum was usually terrible. <laughs> I mean, <Yep. laughs> yeah, we knew we weren't there for the gum. <laughs> but yeah, like the back going back to the the Top Gun discussion because, like I said, there's a bit of a there's a little bit of an age difference. So I'm like, how did you how do you know Tom Cruise if not for Top Gun? And it's just. The similar situation where you're like, oh, they're going to have a later start point of when they know Tom Cruise. And she said to me, uh, you know, she he jumped on Oprah's couch. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, so you you missed peak hotness of Tom Cruise. No, you only you don't ever know, knew him you as don't crazy. Know, yeah, exactly. You, <laughs> you don't only ever know, knew him yeah, as crazy. His catalog is just him jumping on the couch. Yeah, Same. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Scientologist. Well, like. Like I at that point I'd watched maybe one of the Mission Impossible movies. Maybe I'd watched only one. there were okay. There two of them I think when I looked, I think two of them had <laughs> come well, out before I mean, the Oprah situa- situation incident, whatever thing. Oh sorry. So I think I'd watched I think I'd watched two of them, but then I saw that and then after that I kind of just like left it alone. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Tom Cruise is going through stuff, I'm just gonna But then he shows up working, in Tropic so. Thunder and you're like, Yes, this is the guy <laughs> Then you're like, Oh yeah, no, that's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, because I was telling Jen, I was like, Tom Cruise for me, Mission Impossible, Oprah's Couch, Eyes Wide Shut. That's mid-90s. Those are my three top memories, and not even watching Eyes Wide Shut, just knowing of the controversy around it Yeah, with him and Nicole Kidman. What's the one with um, um, Nicole Kidman, the one Eyes Wide Shut. No, the other one. First one, I guess, that they did. They're, they come from Ireland to... Um, Oh, um, America. Far and Away? Yeah. I love uh, this game. That's a good one. <laughs> Never watched that. Well, what was it about? Uh, I remember this it. I remember this cover. Settlers in the 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 new Oh, it's a epic western romantic adventure. Oh, Ron Howard directed it. Okay. I really like that movie. Hey, now. And I have to give a shout out to Nicole Kimmy cuz I think she's one of the most probably underrated dynamic actresses out there facts you know what i can't argue with that facts, facts and i'd love facts. to and but I'm, i can't and i and i'm not and i'm not an contrarian this one yeah, i'm not an initial <laughs> fan of hers like it yeah, took me to far it took me like w- when far and away came out i started kind of paying attention to the certain films that she came out and i'm like that was 1992 she's and she's still going at it yeah 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 she still looks great in my opinion yeah, Nicole Kidman. John, who knew? <laughs> I didn't know. I learned so much. Um, but yeah, I mean, to Elena and those who have a limited Tom Cruise knowledge, get that one under you just to see what the 80s were like. <laughs> like, just 
wow, this is a movie that was made <laughs> and put in theaters <laughs> and made a bunch of money <laughs> that we're rebooting soon. I keep hearing that Are everyone's coming Top back Gun? to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. I forgot that Tom Cruise is coming out. Top Gun 2 is coming up. Yeah. Wow. Which, you know, all these old heads who probably have no business, but everybody's doing it, so I'm not getting mad at it. And I want to say that movie was like 86, 87. And the fighter jet scenes still hold up, in my opinion, today. Like, they still look great. <laughs> 86. Yeah. Literally when I was born. So Everybody's getting <laughs> cocktail. Yeah. Green Man. Listen, Roadhouse is on Netflix right now. Don't ask me how many times I've watched it. Uh, it's twice. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be one of my favorite movies. <laughs> exactly. Roadhouse is amazing. But then you ask somebody who who Patrick Swayze is and did what I they're going to have. Did I make you watch that yet? Like, Road, they might have Dirty Dancing Roadhouse. if that's it. What was Roadhouse about? Uh, what Patrick Swayze. No, no. What is Roadhouse about? Oh. You know I would have fallen asleep. Anyway. If uh, for nothing else, 89. the Family Guy joke. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Patrick Swayze as a cooler and newly wait refurbished roadside bar. Interesting. I might watch it again (laughs) because the kind of movies that got made. A legendary bouncer comes to restore order at a notorious bar, but runs afoul of a ruthless crime boss who controls the town. The stage is set for an action-packed showdown. Yes, yes. Nineteen eighty-nine. I was I was two and a half. But also, I question. <laughs> some of the movies living, I've seen living in Liberia <laughs> some of the movies I'd seen now going back to see when they came out I'm like how old and I was I when I watched these and was I entirely too young to have watched these Honestly, the answer the probably. answer is yes because <laughs> if any of these movies before before 2003 <laughs> for most of us all of those movies too young to watch I mean but they were wildly available for everybody because ratings outside of the outside was big <laughs> yes Yes, The Outsiders was. You know, Stand By Me. Um, There's another one. You know, everybody would go in about To Kill a Mockingbird as well, but I think it only becomes universal if you had to read it slash watch it in school. Well, that's everybody, I think. Yeah. Never read it in school, but read it on my own and watched the movie on my own. There were a lot of books that just were Like, what'd you read in high school then? Touched on. I'm more jealous than we anything. Did a, we did a lot of, I mean, a lot of Shakespeare, which I had already read Shakespeare's entire works before getting to high school because I was that kid. Um, and uh, what else did we do? Man, what else did we read? I can't remember. <laughs> did you There's have to do, like, Of Mice and Men? Nope. Um, what else did we read? We were supposed to do Flowers for Algernon, but we didn't end up having time. Uh, we did... Um, What's that book? The yellow Death of a Salesman. Yellow wallpaper. We did Death of a Salesman. We did Catcher in the Rye. I hated that book. We did The Great Gatsby. Hated that one too. Wait, did we do Death of a Salesman? No, we did not. Just kidding. I take that back. Um, yeah, yeah. We did a lot of plays. <laughs> or like, I don't know why. That was us in French class. Just a lot, a lot of, of plays. plays. I just read things on my own. Like we didn't tackle a lot of things, and like I feel like my English classes were a joke. Shout out to Antonio's English teacher. I was like, y'all really don't know. Was that Alberta? <laughs> I mean, we discussed a lot of really great, you know, English-related things, but we didn't read a lot of them. 
which is really distressing to me because like my one teacher that I that yes, I loved, you should be reading in English class. <laughs> my, like my one teacher, like my one teacher that I absolutely <laughs> I loved having conversations with. I was like, we're doing a lot of plays, but not a lot of novels. Why, why that choice? I know my French my teacher justified it novels. as because in French, at least my French teachers, um, we read a lot of plays because it was easier to have each kid in the class read like assign a part. Yeah. rather than going through the row and knowing good and well we weren't paying attention to the whole thing. We were getting anxious about the part we had to See, read out loud. See, but we did that elementary school. There was a lot of, like, book read like that, yeah. like, reading. And we so did, instead but of when we got to that, high school, it was just, like... Parts. But then it was such a disservice because me, again, who'd read Shakespeare's complete works before getting to high school, was so excited to do Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> So then John hearing, is not impressed by hearing your my <laughs> hearing my classmates be like, "What is this? I can't understand it. Why is it making sense?" I just like I'm mad now because all of you are now just like poo pooing all of this beautiful work. It's not just alert. because you don't want to. You're just like you don't want to pronounce different words. You're like, "This is hard. It's not, Stephen." If you were to sound it out, Sorry, it wouldn't be Steven. a problem. But also, like, anyway, that that's me. I was like, if he it would have been. Me made kids scared to ask questions. Anyway. No, I didn't. No, because I didn't say anything. Yeah. I was never that kid who was like, oh, my God, what's your problem? I just sat there and stewed silently. Just I didn't say while, anything. While being super tall and, like, you know, glasses fixed at the ready. Like, yeah. And just John, that, I'm completely following the yeah. picture. <laughs> <laughs> I never said anything out loud. I'm going to wait till they finish. Everyone has yeah. their learning uh, <laughs> I'm going to wait till they finish. <laughs> and patiently, everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> class gets signed. <laughs> Teacher slowly turns around. Until they take it home. Yeah, yes, Antonio. <laughs> Go ahead. You're welcome. Me and three of my other friends. <laughs> Me, Brianna, and, <laughs> and Kathy... Um, and probably Trista as well, too. We were probably the only ones who cared enough. Who knew about Shakespearean Mean Girls, but so here we are. Again, none of us were, none of us were, like, vocal about it. None of it like, it wasn't until later on where I was they like, wow, y'all are be. really just, didn't have you know. Didn't have until the notes you passed in class leak. Because that's the original be. group those, text. Those leak, those, those the size never of, the, the, of the bag. <laughs> the <laughs> school bag set it off. <laughs> Just weighed down. By Whatever. <laughs> so, all right, I'm gonna call it here. I want to know everybody else, listeners at home, what your staples were once you're once you've relaxed from the things that we didn't know about as a collective. Apologies, fake apologies. Uh, we're gonna take Don't a short fake break. Apologize. I fake apologize. It's not an apology. I Some of y'all might it. have to go to see your psychiatrist. I'm not about so. to rue apologize, which is a fake apology. I'm going to fake apologize because I'm not that sorry. Hey, call back. We'll take a break. <laughs> Next up, let me ask you this, though. And we're back. Thanks for staying with us. The time has now come for a segment we call Let Me Ask You This, Though. So what happens here is I'm going to ask my co-host a question that on its own seems kind of weird and random, but very likely will unearth some things that are very interesting about us all, and we'll all <laughs> learn something about each other, and I will get a laugh. Because it's funny. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you this, though. 
if you could be in any fictional world, where would you want to be and why? Pause while Antonia gathers her elitist intellectual thoughts. Oh, no, I would like to go last. It takes you all <laughs> to school. I would like to go last, please. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> you want to... You, 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 me, you, um, you, you, me, you, what, me, what? I'm good with Star Trek. Oh. I shouldn't be surprised, but, like, <laughs> it's an expansive universe. Like, where would... Where do you see yourself like on part of the federation, part of the federation. got yeah. it take me through it uh, i mean i just somehow you know managed to fool the system and stumble my way on the ships okay <laughs> do you have captain's aspirations or nope you're not trying to stress. hear about the bridge lower decks lower decks damn it i need to start that show lower decks just, just, just kind of bobbing, you know, bouncing around here and there, every department, learning everything. Ensign forever. <laughs> just, just getting that Federation job, being gone for years on end. Yeah. Writing letters, sending holograms back to your family. <laughs> what? Are you, is it holograms? Oh no, you, I mean you send them. Um, whatever you mail. Okay. I've never considered mail in space before. So I'm like, well, I mean, it's it video be? mail. I mean, it, it's no different from FaceTime. It's yeah, you said, okay. Thing, yeah. Okay. So. You'd be part of it. You'd be from a Federation planet, you think? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure what species. I mean, let's just stay human. Let's just keep it, you know, okay. simple right now. I can see that for you, yeah. Yep. <laughs> you do well as a human. Yep. Um, okay. Happy to mingle with all different sorts of species from the Federation. Yeah. Or for the greater good of the cause, you know what I mean? Get lost in space, different dimensions. Yeah, you're the type of person, I guess, like, explore. Not in sure. the Star Trek world, like, space travel has become sophisticated enough. There aren't many effects on the human body to actually do it. But I'm like, what if you just travel badly? Like, the same way people are terrible in planes, like, they get really nauseous and sick. Like, what if you What if you suck in space? <laughs> Oh no, your body goes your body goes through a bunch of bunch of crazy stuff. I feel like I feel like everyone at first sucks in space. Okay. Well, I mean, if you spend a certain amount of time in space, you come back shorter. So Yes, you True. do. I mean, there's True. all types of you know, unknown effects already. I mean, we haven't sent anybody to space for any, you know, f- five years long periods of time. Yeah. That's coming up right now, but yeah, I'll be happy to go along the ride. Um, just play along. I like it. You know, <laughs> I love it. In fact, lower decks. Yeah. So King like of the contraband. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go on a on a very quick tangent about lower decks since you're chanting about it and you guys have clearly watched it. Like, okay, it's it's one season. So far. Okay. Um, animated. I know that. Uh, quite a few of the cast I I recognize from other work, which is cool. And so these are just like federate like enterprise subordinates. Like, are they on a ship? Other fans would know. Like, how does it? Is it tied into a a bigger? Oh, it's tied. In, it's all tied into Star Trek. They're on okay, the Cerritos, the, is what they're. Okay. On. Yeah, it's all tied into Star Trek. It's like a manifestation of everything that Star Trek, and they put it into you know their second animated project. Well, the original one was uh, Star Trek. Okay. The original show. They had a season of um, animation. Oh, 
but uh, many, many decades later, this is the second foray into it. But um, no, it's really it's it's funny. It's um yeah the the taking a lot I've of humor. Overheard episodes. They so take up you know they don't they, they they take Star Trek you know have fun with them. They don't take it as serious as you know right. sometimes the shows in the series can be mm-hmm. viewed upon, but. Yeah, they poke fun at it themselves, and they tie in all the ep- the different episode series and movies into them here. Oh, I really like that. It's really great. Yeah. All right, sorry, tangent over. It's um, just like lighthearted, and it's like relatable. It's it's the the characters that you never hear about <laughs> in yeah. the you know the, that that particular crew of people you never hear about in watching like the re- the main Star Trek shows or movies or anything like certain species you come across. Yeah. Or you know certain adventures that kind of poignant okay certain things yeah it's oh yeah, easy kind of easy way if you know like an introduction to yeah if you were to figuring it out how you want to get into star trek pick up a lot of things from there and if you start your star trek adventure hey that's me you start to learn a lot of things if you start picking up why start watching different um series tight that's pretty great yeah that's a really good explanation you don't i'm know, i am a trekkie fun fact john's a trekkie um okay antonio wanted to go last so um (laughs) i really thought about it and at first because i'm re-watching game of thrones i'm like yeah i could get down with westeros no i could not unless i was part of a great house then it's i'm just dead by winter and it (laughs) none of this means none of these events mean anything to me um and there were a few uh, other things like the Wizarding World was of Harry Potter was a was a close one for me as well because I get a lot of the same of what I have. But what I landed on was Middle Earth because the Hobbit life <laughs> I really really vibe with. <laughs> to sit in my house, read all my books, be focused on gardening. Reading to your neighbors. Yeah, brewing <laughs> ales. I could be that surly neighbor. I could be that fun neighbor. Or, you know, head to the Green Dragon, down a bunch of pints, get loud and around, loud and sing a bunch of songs, or, <laughs> you know, stumble home barefoot. Like, it's dope. That that just resonates with me. <laughs> it's, like, simple. It's you like know, just multiple <laughs> meals a day. <laughs> like, just, yeah, elevensies. I'm down with this. So Middle Earth, but, like, of course, I would aspire to... With the adventure or... Yeah, I'm down with that. Like, I, of course, I would aspire to be elf-like or wizard-like, but I know my the current state of me right now is definitely closer to Hobbit vibes. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would do. I'm like, yes, comfy chairs and the Hobbit hole houses and... The simple just, life. Yeah, just entertaining <laughs> with friends and, like I said, gardening and whatever the hell else. and Or leave me alone if I feel like it. Like, just Whatever. <laughs> Vacations literally are just gone walking. Just you and you and a walking stick. And you're like, yep, I'm gonna walk and see some elves. See you months away. Never. I don't know. I'm gone now. <laughs> I vibes with that. I really like it. Yeah, I can see that for you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks very much. I wish that for you. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm the only weirdo who's feel who feels like this quarantine is actually giving me some of this. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. another time. What's the quarantine get you? Gets you us. Yeah. <laughs> You're, You're welcome. welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Nine episodes in, you're like, <laughs> you're in now. <laughs> what did I do to 
deserve this. <laughs> so many things. All right, You're now, stuck um, here now. <laughs> let's all get comfy as Antonia belittles us with her extremely It's just my wish for answer. the world is just better. That's it. That's not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my wish for the world is just for you guys to want better for yourselves. Not you two. I want other people to want better for themselves. Ooh, shade. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So first, I just want to say shout out to my best friend, Hannah, who introduced me to Terry Pratchett all these years ago. Yeah, Hannah. Um, anybody who knows of Terry Pratchett knows, uh, rest in peace, first of all, um, that his works <sighs> are just wonderful. They're funny. They're informative. They're colorful. Um and just like it, it does exactly what I wanted to do. Is it just takes me out of this <laughs> plain Earth existence and transports me to this other world. Um, so in Terry Pratchett's world, it's called Discworld, and essentially, um, the Great Atween is a turtle um, that it rides on the back of four elephants and has a disc-shaped world on top of it. Uh, there is a bit of a rumor that there used to be five elephants, but then one of them got lost. <laughs> and now there are four. Uh, and essentially, it just travels through the cosmos. And on this disc world live all of these people who have all these adventures and do all these really crazy things. You have all sorts of characters um, who range from, you know, normal people to witches to, <laughs> you know, people who face unfortunate circumstances to, you know, people who are just trying to get by. But essentially this world is just full <laughs> and anything is possible and who doesn't want to live on a turtle that moves through space on the back of four giant elephants who also have names by the way which i completely forgot um but where Terry Where Pratchett's written a lot. Oh, a lot of books. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I didn't lot, know he co-authored Good Omens. That's he dope. did. I love Neil Gaiman. That, that book and that show, phenomenal. Um, the four giant elephants are Berylia, Tubal, Great, Tiffon, and Jerakeen, who carry the Discworld. Um, this show also, or sorry, this book and this series also was so precious to me because one of my favorite creatures is a sea turtle and seeing that come to life in a book form um not necessarily like focused on all the time but just watching that like <sighs> unfold is phenomenal uh, terry pratchett's worlds are just oh my gosh like i wish he was still alive to give us more but what he has given us is already so phenomenal so i will just continue reading those things over and over and over again um a lot of the books are standalone um still connected to the disc world, but a lot of the books still like interconnect, which is cool. So you get to meet, you got to cross paths with different characters throughout the books, even if they're not the main characters. And you just get to live vicariously through these creatures and beings and other people who just have the language and have a culture and have this. And I, that is where I'd want to be because it would never, it would never be dull. And I would always have some new story or some new person to interact with. I think it's just uh Yeah, so like what would what would your life be like in this in this it world? It could be anything. 
like depending on where you where you live, what what world you're in. Let's see. So tell me what you're gunning for in your life, in your dis world life. That's what I would just want to roam. I would just want to roam through each city, through each area. Like I just want to. I want to be a part of everything. If it was just me sitting, <laughs> sitting still on the Discworld, letting it rotate around me, cool. But I just want to be. I just want to be a part of it. I just want to be a part of it. That's all. Like I, th- it's it's simple for me. Uh, does it, there's movies or films after my cover? Um, I want to say they. <coughs> I'm seeing they're about to adapt a series called The Watch. Yes, but just books for right now. And a lot of books. Good Omens is based on Good Omens was Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. Is this does it take place in the disc world? No. World? No. Good Omens is completely it's just Angel Devil. Um Oh, the Disc World people don't seem to be enjoying what the watch is looking like, according <laughs> to Nerdist. Probably not. But yeah. yeah, some fans were not happy when BBC <laughs> America released its first images from the watch. They don't think the show looked anything like his Discworld novels the series the series is based on. Well, since then, subsequent trailers and clips have produced additional unrest on social media. All right. <laughs> it's just like this is going I, great. I think they shouldn't have touched it. I think they should just left it alone. Because how expansive these worlds are and like the books and all of the all of the storylines and everything, like you can't you can't they would have to they would have to pick one book. To start with, and either Color of Magic or Life Fantastic would be the books that they should start with and then go from there. They shouldn't just be like, ah, Discworld. No, <laughs> that's too much. It would be like, because how, like, well, you're, reading, is, how you're reading, how you're, I haven't read The Watch, but how you're, how you're reading Dune right now yeah. and you're introduced to a bajillion different people, so imagine that in movie form and you would be there for, uh, like, it's just too yeah. much. It's too much. I think this is a series that they're doing. Yeah. A series. But yeah. Um, all right. I mean, you painted a picture of the world, not so much what your but that's no, but I just your aspirations would be. Well, I mean, my I aspirations mean, Middle Earth is huge and expansive, but I'm like, I'm gonna be doing this. My aspirations are just to be a part of it. <laughs> I just wanna be there. There's riding no. on the back of this turtle who rides on the back of who who you know the, all these uh sorry right it sits on it sits on elephants who ride on the back of the turtle. That's I just want to be there, just rolling through space. Gotcha. That's all I want to do. All right. Well, I can't <laughs> be mad at that. Maybe we'll run into each other. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, let us know. Uh, let us know what you think. What fictional worlds would you be down with? Um, and let us know if you agree with uh, agree with us, disagree with us. Um, if you've read any of these Discworld books, I want to hear your take on it as well. Um, I would like to, I would very much like to include the Dune series into my fictional world ap- aspirations, but that is a hard life on Arrakis on as much as the third of the book that I've read so far is teaching me. So, yeah, but also would, it sounds like it would suck as anyone who's not the 1% it, similar to Game of Thrones. Like, if you're not in one of these great houses, then who cares? <laughs> like, you're you're dead by morning. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Hard life. Life's not, yeah, exactly. Dune. A movie I'm strangely looking forward to. 
not strangely, Jason Momoa was there. Not, nothing strange at all. But yeah, let us know. So as we uh, close this off, you can email us, questions at notthatsorry.com. We're also on Twitter at notthatsorrypod and on Instagram at notthatsorrypodcast. Don't forget to rate and review us. We appreciate all of those. And uh, if we get any cool ones, we will read them on the show. Because you know you'd love it to be shouted out personally by username. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's it for me. We'll, uh, We'll catch you next time. Ta. Peace.